Welcome to another episode of Singled In, a gathering place for single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Oliver. And I'm Lindsay. Uh, today we're excited to be do- joined by Chelsea, and we're going to talk about sex. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone needs to. <laughs> Chelsea, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Chelsea, and I have a Diet Coke obsession. It's mm-hmm. real. Mm. Um, that keeps me going through life. I've been in Vegas for about two and a half years. And I, what else do I like? I'm really um, bad at describing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. From? I, the last place I lived was Hawaii. Nice. So that was really fun. I lived there. I work um, for a, a retailer who moved me there. So I moved here during the pandemic. And before that, I grew up in like Idaho from like eighth grade on. Uh, Northern California as like a super young kid. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of six kids. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know. Chelsea's way fun. We're <laughs> glad to have her. Right. Enough said. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. You have uh, five other siblings? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. My I little did brother not know that. One today, actually. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It is fun to meet people in the ward who have siblings that are like at home or something or like or a little bit on the younger end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like not as because then other people have like are like great aunts and great uncles. You know, it's just like a whole spectrum of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Should we do our, our get to know you question? Yes. Before we talk about yeah. sex and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the one today is in the form of a game. It's called Kiss, Mary Kill. It's. Actually, the the worldly version is not kiss; it's something else. But we're, oh, okay. yeah, this is this is the church version, <laughs> the Mormon version. I'm like, should it be the other one? Since yeah. we're talking about sex anyway. <laughs> Good point. We, could, we could edit the beeps in, right? No, I'm just teasing. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, like I like clap or something. I, don't know. I love it. Okay, so Harry Potter style. Mm. Okay, you have to choose. So I'm going to choose three people. You have to choose one to kiss, one to marry, and one to kill. Yes. Okay. In the Harry oh, Potter universe. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to give you three. Okay. Oh. Okay. I want to refer to book four, The Goblet of Fire. Okay. I want to refer to the characters that were in oh, yeah. the Triwizard Tournament. Please. So we have um, Fleur Delacour. Yes. And then we have Cedric Diggory. Yes. And then we have Victor Crumb. Okay. Love it. And then... Harry wasn't he he got it he got in there. He okay. was also Let's one of the contestants. So should you just do the yeah. first three? Okay, those are good ones. Okay, kiss, marry, kill. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I like boys. Yes. I'm about that. But like what are they called? The oh, what's yeah, what's her ti- what are their titles? What's her kind? Oh, she's a um I can't remember. They're so like mesmerizing. Yes. Right? Remember yeah. when they come they're, in and yes. they're like doing their whole like seductive dance yeah. thing? Yes. Like, I could be into that. I, I, might, think, I, I might forget what they're called, I yeah. Feel like that could yeah. Be good. It's the the she... the bow battens. It's the bow batten school. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I forget what they're called, but yeah, you're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, not I mean, but I love voice. But I'm and but like I might <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like maybe. Yeah. Because I don't want to kiss I don't want to kiss the other two are like I'm like, do I want to kiss Victor Crumb? Oh, I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like so. I kind of 
kind of liked Victor Crumb. I think he's yeah. the one I would marry. He just seems sweet, like to Hermione. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I forgot about that kind of. Yeah, right. and he's also probably, you know, he's like famous, so that'd be fun to like, mm. go to Quidditch matches and like sit in the box or whatever. To be like his wife? Yeah. To be his trophy wife? And then I think I would kiss Fleur, because like if I'm going to kiss a girl, like that's going to be the one. For right. Sure. <laughs> right? Then, Class, she's classy. Yeah, and then yeah. Cedric dies anyway, so. Oh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Poor Cedric. <laughs> yeah. I'm like undecided about the both of the boys because like I'm not really into either one of them. Yeah, they're not your cup of tea. I can do either. I feel like a lot of Harry Potter characters, to me, obviously it's a book, so your yeah. imagination can do whatever. Are hotter in the book. Like perfect example is Ginny Weasley. Like in the movies, she's kind of lame. Mm. But I went back and like listened to all the books, and I was like, Ginny's cool. Like, she's a firecracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sometimes Hollywood does that, right? They like take yeah. a character, and then you're like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why? Especially something like Harry Potter where you just like care deeply. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. too deeply about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. I don't know. Maybe I'd marry Cedric because he dies and I feel mm-hmm. like he must have like some great inheritance attached to that mm-hmm. where I would be like good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If I had to marry for money. You know, some yeah. kids at my age, I think about that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Consider it on an occasion. <laughs> Not really. But, you know, when I'm joking around, I'm like, well, yeah. maybe this well, is the time. Something yeah. to think about. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun. That is fun. Dive into our topic. Now that we're all revved up over who we wanted to <laughs> so kiss and giggly. marry and kill. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, today we're going to talk about sex, baby. Let's um, talk about you, you and me. me. <laughs> So good. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea's like, I'm having a blast already. I know. So, um, there had been a release study lesson where we were talking about our covenants and law of chastity came up and it was like a not helpful conversation to me. And so right after that lesson, I texted Oliver and I was like, we need to have, um, an episode on sex. And I was like, and we need to get Chelsea to do it with us. Cause I know you're like <laughs> open, but not in like a bad way. Just like, you're awesome. And you also have like a diverse perspective. Um, having been married, I'm sure. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's part of my so, story for sure. Yeah. So maybe we should just define first what we're doing. Like, what's uh, the law of chastity? I'm sure it's this is something that's like very common in especially like Christian denominations and stuff. Yeah. Like this idea of uh, saving yourself for marriage, not having sex before marriage, and then when you're married, um, having fidelity to one partner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the basics of it, and so it's great. Yeah. And and it's complicated no matter what age you are, but especially if you're um, single, like, into your 30s or on, it can get, like, a little bit trickier even. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk about that and some of the implications of also why we're doing it and, yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We talked about this earlier about how, like, sex is such, like, a touchy, complicated subject to yeah. mention in the church. Uh-huh. But really, it shouldn't be because yeah. it's just like any other topic. Like, we should be able just to talk about this without mm-hmm. having, like, feeling uncomfortable or feeling uneasy. But yeah. because, like you said, we have the law of chastity and, you know, we're told our whole lives, like, don't do this, don't do this. Uh-huh. And then it's like a constant reminder of what we shouldn't be doing, uh-huh. that we we have this this innate shame built within us. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a big thing for me that I've recognized even more recently is like, I need to get some help on this. Like I have a lot of shame 
and fear around sex. Like, I still see it as bad, which mm-hmm. is, like, not a great way to look at sex when you're 36, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit tricky. And I also think, yeah, I love, like, bringing it out, it out into the light. I think it makes it easier for us to, like, recognize, like, why are we, you know, keeping these commitments? Are, are they helping us? They probably are in a lot of ways. And so... I think it will just make it easier for us to like move forward with the things that we need to do to like have these open conversations and um, podcast is a great format because it's not church and so we can be a little more casual or open about yeah. things and also talk <clears throat> about things in a way that makes sense for people in their 30s and 40s versus uh, teenagers or other mm-hmm. times of life. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, this is the most I've ever talked about this subject. Like even yeah. growing up with like my family or like from my parents, uh-huh. we didn't really talk about sex. Yeah. And so like you get to a point where you're like, well, I guess we won't, I won't talk about it with anyone then. And then you meet other like people who are in your same age bracket uh-huh. and then it gets brought up. Like we kind of had a conversation about this weeks ago mm-hmm. about like sex. And, yeah. and for me, it was super refreshing because I was like, oh my gosh, like we're having like an open, honest discussion about this and it's not awkward. Like yeah, I expected right. it to be. Yeah, Oliver was, it was at uh, the conference breakfast. And yes. And I was like, Lindsay texted me about being on the podcast. And he's like, uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know if I'm like the best person to do that because I'm highly inappropriate a lot of the time. <laughs> I don't know if I can share it in a way that's like not going to offend people. Oh, um, um, yeah. So I got to like, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm glad to do it in a group format. But I think, mm-hmm. but even that thought, like, as I started to continue on thinking about it, I'm like, it sh- but it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, why do I feel so uncomfortable sometimes talking about a really normal part of like uh-huh. life? Yeah. Of being a human. Yeah. Right. In, and like God given. Yeah. Right. In yeah. a church setting. And I think it's, uh-huh. it's attached to just some of mm-hmm. the, of our belief system, uh-huh. which is meant uh-huh. for our good Absolutely. and to be like yeah. a great guideline and to help us make good choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think sometimes we take it so literally yeah. that it, um, instead of it being a helpful guideline, uh-huh. it's um, caused a lot of conf- confusion, anxiety, yeah. and shame. Like, yeah. That's harder to navigate as an mm-hmm. adult, you know, because like sometimes my brain's like thinking about something like a 16 year old and uh-huh. I have to be like, oh yeah, I'm 30, I'm 37. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think also we should. I love what you said about like worrying about being, I don't know, judged or whatever. Because I yeah. think for sure there's going to be things we say today that others will not agree with, and that's totally fine. I think the important thing here that we need to focus on is like developing your own value system and mm-hmm. seeking personal revelation for your life. Absolutely. And yeah, what like um, keeping the law of chastity, what, like, your relationship is with sex, sexuality is going to be, like, individual to each person, and it mm-hmm. needs to be, like, it is, like, we talked about, it is sacred, yeah. but it doesn't need to mean it needs to be secret, and I think, mm-hmm. yeah, like, knowledge is power, that's something mm-hmm. I say a lot on this podcast, yeah. yeah, I think it's true, so, yeah. It's very true. Um, one question I kind of want to pose is, so first, we kind of talked about, we talked about, like, the law of chastity, and how it's, you know, a man and a woman aren't allowed to, like, do anything sexual until after they get married. Right. So, have you guys ever had, like, a law of chastity lesson that was taught to you that, like, wasn't awkward? I feel like they're just <laughs> naturally awkward lessons. Yeah. I mean, my entire, like, youth, um, even including, like, my parents talking about it. Mm-hmm. 
always felt very awkward. For sure. And never natural. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just basically like you can't do any of these things. Uh-huh. Or like sex is like beautiful and sacred and should only be, you know what I mean? But there was no like real talk about like what actually happens or like what those situations look like. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it's always coming from a very like, we want to protect you from like mm-hmm. this like thing, this mm-hmm. powerful thing that creates babies, you mm-hmm. know, like, but like a lot of things I learned about sex mm-hmm. were like from friends that weren't members of the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like even into adulthood, cause I went to mm-hmm. BYU Idaho as well. Mm-hmm. And there was like not any time people were talking about that. Like nobody was really talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of like things I feel like that I was curious about, I would have to ask friends that like weren't members of the church, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, wait, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I was like 21 when I learned yeah. like what a blowjob is. So yeah. Like, yeah. That's appropriate to say, <laughs> but like sure. yeah. 21, you know, and being like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. I appreciate that you had like friends you could talk to. I think there's probably a lot of people who don't and that's, um, why it's easy to seek out like other resources like pornography like pornography is like yeah. prime sex education for most people mm-hmm. and doesn't like actually show you what a relationship looks like or what sex looks right. like so yeah <laughs> no it creates a really unhealthy expectation yeah around what sex is and yeah think, right when people start that at a very young uh-huh. age and i have experience sure. with that in my life like in my family and also uh-huh. like in my past marriage Uh yeah it creates really unhealthy realistic expectations around sex that's a whole other thing for sure but Mm -hmm. because people don't talk about it or learn about it yeah yeah then you're like what is actually happening right now right and like you said earlier about how we don't really have the opportunity to talk about this in church and so you have to go to outside resources whether it's Uh like the internet or like social media or like movies or tv shows yeah i remember i was in it together yeah Yeah. exactly i remember i was in middle school and like me and like my group of friends went to go see a movie we're like a bunch of middle schoolers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in this movie they showed you like uh, this device and i didn't know what it was but everyone else knew what it was and i was like what's so funny about like this Right. Device. And it wasn't until I was older that I knew what it was, and I was like, oh, like, okay, now I understand. <laughs> right. Those yeah. are those instances where you just play along because you're like, I'm not going to like it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's probably some beauty in being like naive about it for a while, but at some point, like, yeah, you need to like Absolutely. get that education and um, understanding. And I think humans become like sexual beings like mm-hmm. fairly young, you know? Like, so. Well, we're yeah. surrounded by it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's constant, yeah. In music, yeah. in television, movies, like uh-huh. it's pretty hard to escape. So For sure. it starts yeah. getting introduced at like yeah, and then, a really young age. I mm-hmm. feel like yeah, and then there's just a lot of confusion, confusion and shame, and like I think like uh, it's like very normal to have a sex drive when you're in your teens, mm-hmm. and the, and not know what to do about that and like feel bad about something like masturbating or something like that mm-hmm. and, and yeah. being like this really terrible thing where it's just like a very normal part of human development so yeah well yeah because in the church yeah. you're taught that like masturbation is a bad thing yeah and so sure. when you do it you feel guilt and mm-hmm. shame and you feel like a sinner and yeah then... yeah yeah and yeah i think especially i mean i think girls too but guys especially like Mm-hmm. Uh, teen guys I think for sure that that's something I've heard universally from like family members and friends that that was like something that was really hard for them it's just like the huge shame around that yes so 
Yeah. We were talking earlier about the first strength of youth that's put out by the church. It's a manual with like some guidelines and things mm-hmm. um, on how to like, you know, just live a good life. And they just barely a few weeks ago updated the, the manual. And I feel like there were some good changes in terms of like making it a little bit more open to again, like what we talked about, um, individual autonomy, mm-hmm. personal revelation, um, mm-hmm. personal decision-making. So, um, yeah, I feel like it was helpful. I also really appreciated that they brought up like same sex attraction mm-hmm. and how that's like also, um, a normal <clears throat> thing. So, yeah, yeah. That's some good steps. So why, um, is law of chastity hard now? Like we're all in our thirties. We're single. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first thought is because we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and everyone says that we're like a unique, distinct people. Uh-huh. I mean, I know there are other religions that like have their own version of the law of chastity. Uh-huh. But I think in our religion, it's so talked about so often. And it's such like it's one of the big like lessons that you have to talk about like quarterly it almost feels like yeah and but 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 there's so much like mystery built around it Uh that it's like yeah we're gonna have a lesson about this and we're never gonna talk about it ever again yeah until we have the next lesson about it in the next three or four months yeah and so you have like that you have like that mindset where you're like confused but you know what it is. Like, yeah. you know you're not supposed to do it, but you don't know why you're not supposed to do it. Right. Or even what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so you get this growing up as, like, as a teenager, as a youth in the church, even maybe in your early 20s. And then by that point, you're in the young single adult ward. Uh-huh. And then by that point, you're expected to find someone to get married to. Yeah. And then, luckily, like, you do find someone. Mm-hmm. And now, it's like, okay, like, the law of chastity goes out the window. Because uh-huh. now you're married. Right. Have at it. Yeah, where it's not that simple either. Yeah. 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 Obviously, yeah. you have to, like, develop, like, a trusting, loving relationship around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your whole life, you were told, don't do it. Yeah. And now that you're married, it's like, all right, good. The floodgates are open. Go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go and procreate and, like, have all the sex you want. Yeah. One, oh, go No, I just feel like, yeah, like that's such a confusing time because I think that there is definitely a difference between like when you're dating somebody and there's like a hot and heavy makeout Mm -hmm. and you have some like good chemistry Mm -hmm. with your clothes on, right? Mm -hmm. Or even if you make out without your clothes on, like sure, it's great. But like there are different levels of intimacy and I feel like just, you know, for those reasons, like you don't talk about it, right? But then you're kind of doing like this, like uh-huh. there's so much like excitement around this thing right. that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of gives it like this element of like danger almost, you uh-huh. know? And then you get married and it's like, go for it. But you've never really talked about it. You don't really know anything about it. Uh-huh. You don't even really know like, <laughs> you know, like different like how different things work yeah like for at least for women you're like i don't actually really know anatomy enough to know like what an actual orgasm is and so now i'm supposed to like just enjoy everything Uh that my husband does yeah but like i don't enjoy everything yeah and so then you then then it's like okay well you need to talk with your spouse about Uh it so then you try to communicate around mm-hmm. like what you like and don't like or what your needs are and what you don't like and because nobody ever talks about it at least in my experience some maybe some people are more mature mm-hmm. talk, like I could never have a productive conversation about what I did and didn't like because mm-hmm. my significant other was always offended or I hurt his mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. because 
he took it so personally like mm-hmm. it like like I'm good at this like mm-hmm. this is like so I think it's it's mm-hmm. very interesting like there's so Vulnerable. much attached to like sexuality yeah. that um it's sometimes really hard to have healthy conversations with mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and I think the key that I've learned since my divorce mm-hmm. then you know not not always living a chase life. Mm-hmm. I had some other experiences in where I actually know that it was beneficial just for me. And that's why mm-hmm. I think everyone's life and story is different. But yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I actually can have like a healthy, intimate relationship mm-hmm. and like actually talk to a person about it mm-hmm. without them getting offended Being or reactive. blowing up. And then yeah. like asking me like, what do you like and don't like? Uh-huh. Like it gets into a whole... But yeah. I think that doesn't always happen in the church, at least yeah. within my experience. For sure. I can't I can't tell you how many different married friends I had where we would have like game nights or mm-hmm. women's nights and people would start talking about sex like mm-hmm. this and they they they're like, Yeah, I can't talk about it or I've actually never had an orgasm or just mm-hmm. it really opened my eyes mm-hmm. to like how much it's not talked about mm-hmm. and yeah. how many people are searching for mm-hmm. ways to talk about it. Mm-hmm where they don't feel shame mm-hmm. or judgment. Like, there, there's a need mm-hmm. for it, but, like, we don't. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's a, a gray area. Like, like mm-hmm. oh, like, I don't want to, like, Yeah, it feels wrong it. to, feels like, wrong. yeah. 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 Too turned on talking about it, whereas really you need to, like, set some expectations. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say it's been, um, in my 30s, my sex drive went up. Just, like, I'm in, like, my prime fertility sure. years. Totally and so, like, it just felt easier in my 20s like it was not a big deal and in my 30s it felt like a bigger deal however on the flip side I'm like I feel like I'm super sexually repressed and so the idea of actually going through with it is like not feasible you know what I mean (laughs) so um I'm grateful there's like a lot of good resources out there um like books therapy things like that because I think that could be helpful for like probably most people so yeah yeah but those books and therapy and all that stuff that you mentioned those aren't like things that we can get from the church those are all yeah outside sources but there's also like um some great therapists who are members of the church who I think are good resources one I'll recommend is Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife she's a great one she has a podcast and some courses and things like that um and I know she's talked about like singles issues so um yeah I I mean I don't know them all but I know there's some good ones out there for sure and we're seeking out I think even like I feel like not that I got like a great sex education from school either um and I feel like my parents did a good job for sure um but I feel like the sex education from school was also helpful and less like shameful so that was nice yeah that too so Chelsea you were talking about how like you get married and you're like you're being intimate with your significant other but it wasn't like it still wasn't like enjoyable and then you tried talking to your other married friends about it and they felt the same way but there wasn't like an open conversation about it Yeah, so I mean, I guess I should, yeah, there's like so much more to that. So I guess I should preference by just starting in general, like, so I, oh, I grew up in the church, always was a good girl for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. But like, love kissing boys. I had a boyfriend all through high school and like, we were kissing all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More than we should. Yeah. Um, You know, and like pushing boundaries for sure. Yeah. But like never actually like went, you know, had sex or went through with anything. But I always feel like I've had like a high sex drive, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, um, so I'm, I'm grateful that, that like, I yeah, that's a great thing. didn't, um, have any kids when I was younger. Yeah. That, that, yeah. So, 
but then, so then by the time I got to my dating ages where I met my ex-husband, I had suppressed myself kind of. So mm-hmm. I went from having a boyfriend all through high school to then being like, nope, I can't kiss anybody mm-hmm. and never kiss anybody for five, like five years. Oh, wow. Ish. Yeah. Minus like some, I call them like, what's another appropriate word? Like kisses that were taken. I was going to use another word, but I'm like, I don't know if that's appropriate because oh. it's not really. Okay. Yeah. Like a, rape, or like a rape kiss, but that's like not the right, <laughs> oh. the right word. You know what I mean? Where people like take a kiss from you, but it's not. Consensual. Consensual. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, oh a forced upon kiss. Forced upon yeah. kiss. You oh know, like gosh. a couple of those. I'm like, those don't count because you don't kiss back and there's like no feeling. So yeah. then. But also the worst. Also so, the worst. Yeah. So I met my ex-husband when I was like 26 Mm-hmm. ish maybe 25 or 26 and I was already kind of going through a harder time at that time anyways because it's mm-hmm. right around the time where like you know when I was young it was like oh you're gonna get married right away you're gonna have a ton of kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that was like the goal the of like yeah. my age group is like you get married mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that didn't Same. happen for me yeah. so um I went through this phase where I kind of was like done you know like I was like in my singles ward I was like release society teacher I, I had like five callings mm-hmm. and I was just like really burnt out mm-hmm. um and so I just kind of took a step back not from like my testimony which is like I'm like over this whole thing mm-hmm. just not going yeah and I was just kind of in a not a good mind space uh-huh. and I met my ex-husband uh-huh. and I, I was remember thinking like oh he's attractive mm-hmm. and he asked me on a date and I remember being like oh my gosh like he's the first like mm-hmm really hot looking guy mm-hmm. that has like asked me out in a long time yeah. like, and I was really excited about it Yeah. but our relationship was pretty much physical from the get go uh-huh. like the first night we made out uh-huh. he like gave me a hickey and I had to give a talk in church like the next day <laughs> I never had a hickey in my whole life and I was like oh my gosh like, I can't believe I have this hickey because right, I had been a really good girl and I was like now I have to give this talk and everybody's going to know that I like actually kissing people <laughs> um, I've been marked I've been marked yeah like a so the black spot. <laughs> well, a black spot, yeah. Um, so, like, we were pretty physical from the get-go. Um, we didn't have, like, the healthiest relationship. But, like, I have a lot of love for him in different ways. Like, uh-huh. he was definitely supported me in a lot of the things I needed at that time in my mm-hmm. life. And he, there's a lot of good qualities that he possesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up sleeping together. Mm-hmm. So because of the way that we were mm-hmm. brought up, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to, I have to marry this guy. Mm-hmm. Like I have got to, I got to make this work. I'm only mm-hmm. supposed to sleep with the person that I'm supposed to marry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I like always had that in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that thought mm-hmm. process, like accepted a lot of like behaviors that I wouldn't norm that I would never accept now. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh. just, so we ended, we ended up getting married. And I, and I did love him. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. had a lot of love for him. But our but we didn't have, like, most of our stuff was rooted in, like, this sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we never really talk, talked about any of it. And so, for him, I think it was great all the time. Because mm-hmm. the majority of the time, mm-hmm. sex is always great for guys. Yeah. It's yeah. Easier to but not necessarily for women. Yeah. 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 And I think as women, we're just like, oh like this is great you know yeah. and there is like this excitement phase right like in the beginning where everything's sure. like new and exciting yeah but then as it dies that part dies down and then you get into like the reality mm-hmm. of like life and mm-hmm. being married 
Yeah. There's a difference between sex and a, di- a difference between intimacy. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. um, granted, there's other things, like, within my marriage that weren't necessarily healthy and different struggles, you know what I mm-hmm. mean, that, um, that I, I feel, like, out of respect for my ex, I won't talk about. Sure. Here, but yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I didn't have, like, the most healthy relationship with mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. and I think because I just felt like I was there, but not really a part of it, and I couldn't mm-hmm. really explain what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, without us getting in a fight or, mm-hmm. um, and if I asked questions about different things that were happening, it was uncomfortable that eventually, um, I just did, I didn't want to have sex anymore because mm-hmm. it didn't feel good. I'm like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. I don't feel a part of it. You get resentful or. Yeah. Like yeah, I just don't like, that. there's nothing I'm getting from this that's uh-huh. like fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You're not connecting um, with the person. For yeah. me, I've learned like, that's why there's different, there's like mm-hmm. sex and then there's like intimacy I think there's yeah. different parts mm-hmm. yeah. but I think in the church um I don't even think they teach us about that right so it's just like no. we're just thinking about the mm-hmm. actual deed mm-hmm. of sex mm-hmm. and I just learned over time that there's varieties of it mm-hmm. and I think it it's easier for me to live mm-hmm. a chaste life mm-hmm. now based off of my experiences because I have an understanding now of oh that's just sex Mm-hmm. Actually, this is more meaningful. There's like an intimate connection mm-hmm. here. Just knowing what you're looking for. Yes, yeah. like what I personally need, uh-huh. where it's easier for me to say no uh-huh. to situations because I know uh-huh. I don't want that. Yeah, it's not always easy. Like, sure, I have an I have an ex. He's actually in town right now. <laughs> I swear to you, like, message me on Instagram. Yeah, man, I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't living a chase life because he is like. <laughs> Good Great. times. Yeah. yeah. My sisters are always like, do you ever wish? And I was like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yes. there are certain, which I think is important to talk about because uh-huh. when you have a really good connection with someone, so hopefully yeah. right in our case, like our spouse, yeah. sex can be so great. Yeah. I didn't learn that in my marriage. Yeah. I learned it from this person uh-huh. who never wants to get married, never wants to have kids, but like yeah. still so such a special person to me. So like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't need that per se. Like, I'm like, yeah. I know where this goes, though. This would just be, like, a great time. Yeah. And then I would still, there'd be a sense of me that would feel like I don't get the rest of uh-huh. the things that I want. Like, yeah. marriage, family, commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And now I'm just rambling night. So, no, it's no, not yeah. super yeah. at any time. But, yeah. um, I just, but I feel like without my own personal experiences, I, I wouldn't have learned that. So, mm-hmm. um, it makes it a really touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, it is, like, always on the down low. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's never mm-hmm. really a comfortable setting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Unless you find cool people like you, and then it's like, <laughs> great, we can, like, yeah. have a healthy conversation about it. And yeah. it makes us feel not mm-hmm. as different, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Othered, yeah. So you said something that I can that I can relate to. You talked about how, you know, there's this ex who's in town, and he reached out to you. And you're like, man, like, if only. Like, if only things were different. Like, yes. you would... Yeah. You would totally like give go back to to that guy or have that experience with him again. Absolutely. For so for gay members of the church, like same sex relationships are like a big no no in the church. Yeah. And so I always like it's frustrating because I always tell people, man, if only if I weren't a member of the church right now, like I would be like such a happy gay man. Like I would like be out there like doing my thing, like exploring like you know myself and like exploring different avenues, like having a good time. Yeah. And then, like, so in the perfect world, I wouldn't be a member now, but I would totally be a member later. Once I had, like, my fun quotes, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just, it's, 
yeah, so I, I can kind of relate to that where you're like, man, I wish the timing was different so I could still, like, have that experience and, like, have a good time. Yeah, that, so that brings me back to, like, another point that I think is helpful, too, that I didn't mm-hmm. really understand mm-hmm. until late, much later in my life is I feel like I, I feel like a lot of times um, we don't talk about things and it's shameful because, right, if we're not living a chaste life where mm-hmm. we do mess up, mm-hmm. um, which might be different than the rest of the world and other religions too is like Mm -hmm. they have guidelines and Mm -hmm. they tell you you should not do this Mm -hmm. but I feel like um our repentance process is very different Mm -hmm. it's it's very intense Mm -hmm. than other religions where where when you are forgiven let's say like in a Christian religion or another religion Mm -hmm. that whole process is different it's Mm -hmm. like between you and God essentially Mm -hmm. and so the timeline of like when it's okay to like right like revisit different activities in the Mm -hmm. church or like Mm -hmm. is not the same as within ours like Mm -hmm. in our church if you do something that breaks a covenant especially Mm -hmm. if you've been through the temple Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, there's more of a process in which and more steps in which you have to go through in order to be able Mm -hmm. to then re-enter into mm-hmm. right the temple and do some of these things that you want mm-hmm. yeah um so i feel like sometimes we hold on to a lot of things mm-hmm. or those things take us away from the church mm-hmm. or we become inactive because mm-hmm. we want to avoid this mm-hmm. whole uncomfortable scenario yes. of having to like go tell your bishop yeah what you did and, and then, then he tells another and then yeah he tells another person which is a whole other Topic yeah, yeah. For another time, yes. like issues or whatever. Yeah. But, but I think what I can say is not, not that I would ever encourage anybody to not live a chase life, mm-hmm. is I think um, my experiences to my life are very unique in, in a way that I didn't go about it the traditional way. Yeah. Have I had a lot of like sorrow and a lot of things I've had to learn from, from mm-hmm. taking that route? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm hmm. But today, like in church, we talked a lot about personal revelation, and we mm-hmm. also talked about how God knows you. Mm-hmm. I think what's brought me a lot of peace and helped me be more comfortable with myself is understanding that God already knows all, all mm-hmm. of the choices I was going to make mm-hmm. bef- before I even know that I'm going to make them. Mm-hmm. And he still loves me unconditionally. A lot of these things I had to go through mm-hmm. in order to learn things about myself and also in order to learn more about my relationship with my Savior Mm-hmm. And I have a different appreciation for the atonement mm-hmm. and just um, a healthier perspective mm-hmm. on what the atonement can do for me in my life that I don't place so much of that on mm-hmm. having to go talk to the bishop mm-hmm. about it or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm able to navigate that in a healthier yeah. way. Yeah. Does that even make sense? Yeah. What I'm saying? Where yeah. I think, like claim some personal authority, personal revelation versus making it like a church. But like about living, yeah, yeah. But like living your best life too. It's like uh-huh. I think when we suppress ourselves from things mm-hmm. that are so natural, sometimes mm-hmm. it can cause a lot of unhealthy habits later on in life. So it's mm-hmm. a taboo topic for sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I can't tell you like when I was in Young Women's for a time, mm-hmm. like how many Young Women's like that I had where. Mm-hmm. They were like confessing th- their sins to me, but I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I would tell my sister all the time too. Like when I was younger, I was like, 
if the only reason why you want to get married is because you have all these unbridled passions and that mm-hmm. is you want to have sex, mm-hmm. just, just just go ahead and do it mm-hmm. because what you're, you're going to discover that it's like mm-hmm. not all it's cracked up to be mm-hmm. when it's just the act of sex mm-hmm. because there's so many other things that you're going to want mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that the whole perspective of like just getting married because now I can do this thing mm-hmm. is like the wrong way to approach it. I think yeah. that's sometimes how the church is. Yeah. Right, makes you feel for sure. Yeah, you've said so many things I want to comment on. Ooh, yeah. go for it. I'm like, I'm like such a rambler. <laughs> no, I love I just it. Start going yeah. into different places. No, I, what you talked about in terms of it being extra hard in this church, I think is absolutely viable. Like, I think about like, like if I chose to like have sex with my boyfriend or something. Like, it's right. not just like a, it's not just a choice between me and that person. Like it uh reverberates throughout my whole like family culture friends everything because like Mm -hmm. that means like gonna go to the temple like gonna participate in a lot of church activities and that is like where my entire support system is more or less like i have Mm -hmm. a few friends out of the church but not a lot and so like there's a ton of implications beyond just like actually like being intimate with somebody so yeah it's a big deal and i would say that's not why i'm like not having sex right now and I do want to talk about that like why we're choosing to like Absolutely. keep the law of chastity and stuff and I appreciate all the things you said about that just like being on the other side and understanding like maybe um like it's not like bringing joy or whatever you know things like that I think for me just having that like um value of wanting like that emotional intimacy and wanting to like experience mm-hmm. those all together mm-hmm. um I think that's what's helped me I guess stay committed to the law of chastity and also finding ways to like make it work for me in my 30s um and just recognizing that it's not black and white and I don't have to be black and white about it Mm -hmm. um and that like I just need to like give myself a lot of grace as I like figure out what works for me what I want to be doing what I don't want to be doing yeah it's been a tricky one in my relationship dating someone who's not a member of the church um, not that he hasn't been super supportive because he has and that's like, you know, we wouldn't be dating if he wasn't, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, just because we have these like very different backgrounds and, and we have to like have constant conversations about it. Um, in some ways it's been really good for us to have those really open conversations. I feel like we're being set up for success in other, in some ways, but in other ways I'm like, wow, my, all of my like shame about this is really coming to play. So we've talked about maybe like doing some counseling at some point just to like get us to a good place if we were to get married, which I'm not, like, for sure we are, but, right, you know, sure. yeah, so, yeah. You brought up a really good point, because I remember when I um, had always been a really good kid, so when I uh-huh. first slept with my ex-husband, I remember yeah. going to my parents and being like, oh my gosh, like, I did this thing, Yeah. Their, re- to them. Yeah. their reaction was, like, less than stellar, Yeah. <laughs> super <laughs> shameful, like, yeah. I was, like, 26, and it yeah. was, like, they were so worried about me all of a sudden. They were yeah. telling everyone because it was like for them, it was uh-huh. like this like oh my gosh like yeah event for them and and they made the experience all about them. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, I'm like I wish I would have never told you that. But right, like, like it wasn't their business necessarily. Yeah. But as a youth, yeah. right, like you're taught that like you should be able to share things with your parents and mm-hmm. they should be able to talk to you about it and mm-hmm. help you work through that problem. That was not my experience. Yeah. Yes. So with your parents and your priesthood leaders and with your, everyone. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I was like, oh, like, you got to get away from this person. And I was like, you guys, like, I am 26 years old. Mm-hmm. I definitely know what I was doing. I mm-hmm. definitely know that this was coming. Like, this was, this was not all yeah. of his choice. Like, yeah. I also, yeah, right? yeah. like, but yeah. they don't look at it, look at it like that. So, like, I, I can mm-hmm. totally relate to you when you say a lot of your support system comes from the church. I would say uh-huh. that's one thing that I've learned since my divorce uh-huh. and everything that I've been through is, like, 
in the end, it only really matters, like, like what my relationship with my Savior is like, mm-hmm. because everybody mm-hmm. is always going to have an opinion. For sure. And their intent is to, to do right by you. Uh-huh. And actually, because of that experience mm-hmm. I had with my family at that first time when I was going through my divorce, I actually mm-hmm. didn't even tell them until I was, like, mm-hmm. had done, like, two years of therapy mm-hmm. and was, like, for sure that was the decision I wanted to make because mm-hmm. I find a lot of the times people will respond with advice that they're comfortable with because mm-hmm. they only have a scope. Yeah. It's like they have glasses on and they can't see outside of that scope. For sure. It makes sense, like, so, based on their life and their but, experiences. But I get that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think it's... Um, it's, a, it's just interesting. Like, yeah. unfortunate is not the right word, but just, like, really uh-huh. interesting that sometimes we feel the most shame or the most vulnerable uh-huh. from these resources that should be should the most supported. Yes. Absolutely. These resources that we're told to turn mm-hmm. to. And when we do turn to them, we feel more shame and guilt. It's yeah. fascinating. I feel like, yeah, that's been a big thing for me, even in just the past couple of years, is differentiating myself from my parents. I feel like there's always been a strong desire throughout my life to like really please them and like live the life they envisioned for me Absolutely. and of course I've made like my own choices and stuff but um just even more recently where I like made a decision to quit a job and they weren't necessarily supportive but I was like I I know me better than they know me so I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go ahead and do this but um yeah I think in terms of like chastity that was like a huge thing in our family growing up my parents talked about it a lot and and they like gave us a good sex education which was awesome but also, there were. I think some of those messages were like a little bit intense for me, especially being like mm-hmm. I'm the oldest girl in my family. I'm so sure much they, expectation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm they let us too. a little bit with my younger siblings. But even like to this day, like they bring up like my chastity, which isn't okay. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Even though and you're so, a grown adult woman. Yeah, and so like that shame is just keeps like being like driven home and they're like the best parents ever so the intent yeah, is good the intent is I don't so think they good realize, probably realize yeah the effect. but it's like their own fear like this is like this is what they got from their parents you know what I mean and so it's like I get like why where they're coming from and why they're doing it I, but I have had to like figure out how to like and I'm still working on it for sure but figure out how to like set some boundaries around that and be like I don't know if you realize I'm 36 but I am and like <laughs> yeah you're and not like, talking about this yeah yeah thank yeah. you but no thank you yeah and just like also yeah recognizing my own like authority and my ability to make good de- good decisions for my life like knowing myself knowing my relationship with God things like that so it's well, been good too like hard. I, I tell my parents <laughs> yeah. all the time like they'll give me their opinion and I'm like I'm yeah. so grateful for your opinion yeah but like you can't receive personal revelation for me yeah. now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And my yeah. dad is always like, yeah, but I have, I was like, I was like, totally, you can have inspiration and guidance uh-huh. and things that you want to share with me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, uh-huh. if I tell you that, like, I've really thought about something and this is the route that I'm going, uh-huh. like, what I need from you yeah. is, like, okay. Some support. Totally. Yeah. Like, okay, like, that's... I'm uncomfortable with it because yeah. it's different from what I would do. But, like, yeah. if you really have spent time, like, pondering on that and mm-hmm. you're telling me that, like, this is what you think is right for mm-hmm. your life, then I then I respect mm-hmm. that you receive revelation for your own life. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, okay, I can. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they get it. But yeah. I think sometimes your parents will just view you as, like, yeah. their baby. Just, and they care, just how they see Yeah, them. and they care and they want you to have the best life ever, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So Chelsea, now that you're like now that you're single again, mm-hmm. um, and like you know being like back in the mid singles ward, mm-hmm. and being back in the dating scene, 
is it harder for you like now to keep the law of chastity or do you think you're at the point where you're like you know i i've had i've been there done that so i know what to expect so i don't have to like necessarily have that struggle anymore oh no like (laughs) i that's why i was like i don't think i can do this podcast because like i really enjoy sex (laughs) actually a whole lot which is great well women don't so it's a continual (laughs) um it's a continual struggle for me i I, right, I've definitely gone through times where, right, that exploratory time, which was necessary for me. I think what is had been so interesting when I, right, then I retook the missionary discussions, decided I was coming back to church, this is uh-huh. maybe like two and a half years ago, Yeah, is going from dating non-members of the church to dating members of the church. Yeah. And that took a good, like, year and a half, two years. Like, it's, it's uh-huh. I've barely come to a place, mm-hmm. like, and maybe in the last six months where I am more comfortable and know how to set boundaries because mm. I will tell you that the most fascinating part to me is that a lot of the men in the church, because they are suppressed, are more sexually driven and they're more likely to try to do things with you that are more sexual mm-hmm. than a lot of the men that I've dated outside of the church. Versus being like able to like give you some space or boundaries or like, later time. Yeah. Yes, I have yeah. I have had this discussion with a lot of my guy friends. I don't think it happens to every woman, but for some reason I have a face that says like, yes, I will absolutely make out with you on a first date. <laughs> I feel like every first date I go on, I swear to you, like, I, it just happens. Yeah. And it's not that I'm necessarily provoking that. Yeah. Every once in a while there's some great chemistry and I'm like, oh, okay, like this makes sense. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great. Yeah. But like 90% of the time, it they just like, kiss me make assumptions yeah totally and it's so it's interesting i've also had you know i'm sure you follow like all the provo bro memes or whatever on instagram that are hilarious but yeah like there is some weird things Mm -hmm. that like members of the church have come up with Mm -hmm. to like justify doing sexual things that aren't that aren't that they don't consider sex. Yeah. That I've had actual men like yeah. ask me to do. Oh no. As like a you know, I'm yeah. an adult an woman. And I'm like yeah. looking at them like, no, like yeah. I'm gonna agree to that. Like we just you just have sex. Like go for the gold. Like yeah. you're not doing yourself yeah. a favor. Like no, you're it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same. Let's yeah. call it what it is. You call wanna it, have sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just do it. So um I'm in a place now where I have more boundaries but if I what I do know about myself is Mm -hmm. like if I meet someone and I have like a physical attraction to them Mm -hmm. an emotional connection to them Mm -hmm. it is really hard for me to have boundaries Mm -hmm. and I have to be really honest about that from the Mm get-go like hey Mm -hmm. so that was like we're kissing and like this is great Mm -hmm. but like you got to be the one to have boundaries and they're like Mm -hmm. I can't I'm the guy I can't have boundaries and I'm like why do I always have the boundaries I don't have any boundaries so I have to be really honest about that because it's just like a cultural thing yeah I could go from zero to a hundred really quick so it's been a while (laughs) since I've dated somebody that I've had that problem yeah but but it's not a bad problem to have. Like, no. if that's somebody that you end up, like, marrying, that's For a sure. great problem yeah. to have. Yeah, that means you're going to have, like, a very fulfilling sex life in your marriage. Absolutely. Which yes. is hard to attain sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, but it is hard to rein in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at a point where I can go on multiple, da- like, mm-hmm. dates with different people because I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm more open to, to saying yes. Trying it out. Yeah. And trying it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. 
what makes it easier to live the law of chastity is I don't need just the sex, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I can set boundaries because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't just need this from you. There's mm-hmm. other, I need you to be a good communicator. Yeah. I need you to mm-hmm. be a good listener. I yeah. need you to like, you know, uh-huh. be a good person. Like, yeah. There's so, other qualities. For I'm, sure. Yeah. Long that answer sense. to your question. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more from... Well, uh, when we talked to Chelsea about doing this episode, I was like, I don't want this to be an interview. I want it to be a discussion. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear more from Oliver, too. I feel like you have this extra element where you're, like, taking this path, which is, like, a wonderful path, um, that is also maybe not, like, church-sanctioned, even just, like, holding nope. hands with a guy or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Do you feel a lot of shame around those things, or do, was that something you had to, like, work through? Just oh, tell yes. us more about your experience. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but before we go down that path, I was laughing at your comment about how... You're talking about like people in BYU who like <laughs> do the workarounds to have like the sex. Oh my gosh. I feel do, like that so could be a many. whole episode yes. in itself. Yeah. Like the do weirdest you, things. Do you guys remember like ever hearing like that story where like people would leave their would like leave with like their boyfriend or girlfriend and they would come to Vegas yes. and they would get married yeah. just so they could have yes. sex. And then the next day, they would, like, file for divorce. Annul it? Yeah. Yes. Like, and I always, like, heard stories about that, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's such, like, a ridiculous rumor, but now I'm like, wait, did that actually happen? Like, <laughs> surely sure it, it happened, oh, right? for sure, for sure. Like, it's it's crazy the lengths that we, well, we as people, but, like, especially in the church, mm-hmm. the lengths that we go to to find workarounds or loopholes just so we could, like, fulfill that sexual need or that sexual desire. Yeah, and still feel okay about what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, and still life. feel okay, like, still feel like, oh, yeah, it's justified because mm-hmm. we were technically married when we did that. Or, like, yeah. oh, it's not technically sex because we didn't, like, do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so crazy. Like, are other religions doing that as well? Oh. Like, that's just so, like, mind-boggling to me. Hmm. They probably, I mean, I know that purity culture is, like, pervasive through a lot of, like, Christian faiths, probably mm-hmm. other faiths, too. Yeah. Um... So I'm sure there's some element of that, but it does feel extreme in this church. <laughs> like, and again, talked about. yeah, and again, yeah. that's probably because like we don't like talk about, it, so so it's like don't ask, don't tell. And so when right. you do hear these stories, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's like that's bizarre, like that's like out of this world. Uh huh. That is something I want to talk about: is what does healthy sexuality look like when you're not actually having sex? Mm-hmm. You know, um, like Oliver and I talked about being pro masturbation, and I think. <laughs> things like Absolutely. that are like things to consider for sure yeah and i think it helps you make better decisions with like when you bring another person into it if you're mm. maybe taking care of some of those needs there i don't know yeah, yeah. it's different for every person though i think and yeah just figuring out what's what's best for you and what's like um in- integritous integrous yeah. so to answer integrity <laughs> yeah yeah so to answer your first question Lindsay, yeah um Back when I was, like, still dating girls, women, like, the law of chastity was, like, not hard for me to keep. Just (laughs) because... (laughs) Chastity's like, well, duh. I know. I'm, like, obvious. And, like, back then, I didn't know why. Like, yeah, there are other there were other aspects of the law of chastity that I did struggle with. But, like, Uh when it came to, like, having sex with, like, a woman, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I could totally wait until marriage. Like, I am not... (laughs) In any rush to do that. You didn't have that fiery spark. Yeah, exactly. And I always... Yeah. A helpful indicator that... Right? (laughs) And I always wondered, like, why? Like, how come I don't have that spark? How come everyone else, like, has that and I don't? And that, like, Mm -hmm. bothered me for years. And then when I, like, finally realized that and I decided, you know what? I'm going to start dating, like, other guys. And that completely opened up, like, a whole new world for me. Where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I get it now. Like, I get why people love holding hands. Mm -hmm. I get, I understand, like, why people love kissing. Like, I get, like, why, like, cuddling is such a big thing in the church now. Because back then, I did not get it. Because it wasn't, like, comfortable or, like, something that I 
desired back then. Yeah, yeah. you're seeking Absolutely. out. Yeah, it, yeah, I wasn't seeking that. Okay. And so I just always figured, okay, maybe I'm not like a touchy-feely person. And then when I started dating other men, it was like, oh my gosh, I understand now. Like, this totally, this like, all makes I sense. I actually really enjoy this. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, I will totally, like, cuddle with you. Let, let's go right now. But yeah, but before I didn't have that. Was that super affirming or was it scary? Or it was, I remember, I remember I was, like, in my bed. And, like, it was during the pandemic, so it was, like, 2020. I can't even, like, remember, like, what month. But I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to open, like, a dating profile, and I'm only going to date guys. And a part of me was, like, kind of nervous, but the majority of me was, like, I am so excited to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I started dating other guys, and I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I I finally understand. It clicked. It clicked for me. Yeah. Just all the feels. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing with, like, the church and the church standards. Yeah. Yeah. It's so tricky. Yeah. If you're an LGBTQ member of the church, same-sex attraction, gay, lesbian, however you identify. Yeah. You could still be, like, a member of the church. Uh Uh-huh. But you're expected to be single and celibate until you die. Yeah. And that was something I was like, okay, I think I could do this. And other days I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, like, made me, like, jaded and, like, Mm -hmm. bitter and, like, cynical and, like, sarcastic and angry just because, like, Mm -hmm. I was, I didn't have that, like, Mm -hmm. that moment or that element to, like, be intimate with someone Mm -hmm. because that was, like, a no-no in the church. For sure. It's, like, a in some ways, like, a death sentence. Anything that's saying, like... Yeah. You have to do this until you die is like... Yeah. Yeah. And even to the point when, like, when yeah. I was going on dates with guys, I told them, like, hey, listen, I'm not here to hook up. Like, I'm here to, like, find someone that I could, like, be with forever For, in the long run. Oh, okay. And, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, like, you'll probably touch on this, but I feel like sexuality is such a huge, like, thing within, not just... Mm-hmm. culture but mm-hmm. in the, in LGBT. the LGBT community. yes yeah. and i don't yeah. <laughs> you always yeah, yeah it is yeah you always hear like growing up and like all the time that like oh yeah like people in the lgbtq plus um community are very like they're very like sexually driven yeah uh-huh. and like you always hear that and now that i'm like in the dating scene a part of me is like okay like i could kind of see that and then there are other times where i'm like oh my gosh like they're absolutely right like they yeah. are um, and um, maybe, I don't know why, like maybe because they were suppressed for so long. Yeah, that could be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that is a part yeah. of it. But yeah, like there was one well, guy. Typically guys in general have higher sex drives. Yes. That's true. This is true, from yeah. 20 to whatever that is. Yeah. So, so yeah, if it's that too. two guys, could be real fun. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's more. No wonder. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying. That makes sense. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, there was one, there was this one guy that I met and I thought he was like the one because I told him like, Hey, listen, you know, like I, I, I like you, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to like have sex right away because I like want to find someone that I like match with. And he was like, Oh yeah, like sex isn't important to me. Like neither is religion and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I found like the perfect one. Yes. The unicorn. And then months later down the line, he was like, listen, like, I don't (laughs) agree with like your... With, with your church or, like, what, like, these rules are and, and come, come to find out, like, sex was kind of, like, a big deal to him. Aww, so that, so that ended. So yeah. 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 And, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's hard because, like I said, like, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, okay, I eventually do want to, I do eventually want to have sex with someone. Absolutely. But that, like you said earlier about, like, how when you do, when you do have sex and then you, when your church is involved, 
it's not just you and the person you had sex with. It's the church leaders. It's the yeah. priesthood. It's the bishopric. It's yeah. yeah. It's so there's community. yes, yeah. exactly. And then that's that's kind of like at the point in your life where you're like, okay, I don't think I'm going to do that because I want to avoid that whole messy situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now, like you know, a 30 year old man like I am now, a man in my 30s, I'm like, listen, I think, I think I am okay with having to like face all that because I want to be with someone mm-hmm. and like be happy mm-hmm. like being with that person yeah obviously you can gain a lot from being in like a loving committed relationship mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah that makes sense to me exactly and I like applaud you like doing what's best for yourself yeah that's hard to do I think it's brave to even share that that's something that you want right yeah especially mm-hmm. within the guidelines of the church because mm-hmm. I think ultimately everybody wants companionship absolutely and I feel like a lot of the times, you know, when I think back to the beginning of time, it's like, um, like man was not supposed to be alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think about it a lot of the times that way. It's like, I think, I don't know, like innately as humans, like there's mm-hmm. this need for connection mm-hmm. and obviously a need to have, have these relationships. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, um, like you even recognizing that's something that you need like in your life as an experience mm-hmm. regardless of like the repercussions of like that's a terrible word mm-hmm. not, not, I feel like I'm not as studious as you both but like, <laughs> you know what I mean it but like, it's, it's like yeah. it's brave to like realize that there's certain things that you want to experience mm-hmm. and know yourself well enough to know like okay like mm-hmm. I can still love God and still believe in a lot of these things things and and try my best to live in these guidelines but like also know that like there's you know like parts of me that are still human and things that I need to learn I don't Mm -hmm. know I feel Mm -hmm. like that's why we're here Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I started following this Instagram account that's like deconstructing purity culture or whatever it's it's like okay I need to yeah but um there was one post that really hit me hard and it talked about how sometimes when you're when you're like repressed or send these messages like that you can't be like physically intimate with others then you also cut off like emotional intimacy and it's hard for you to like develop those like emotional connections and not be avoidant Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's me 100% just like cutting off relationships because I was afraid of like the Mm -hmm. like the physical part and like bringing that in or having to talk about it or whatever and so yeah that's something I've really had to like own and just be like okay I'm not I mean there's a lot of things I love about single life, but, like, I really do want, like, that emotional intimacy, and Mm -hmm. so I need to, like, grapple with, like, everything that comes with that and um, just figure out ways to move forward and maybe get some help on it, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like this has been a good discussion. I also feel like we could talk for another hour. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So here's a question. How, okay, because we're we're at a point where we're, like, all in our 30s, and we finally reached that point where we could have an open honest comfortable conversation about sex yeah is there any way that we could like change it where we could talk about this earlier like in like what what's like what's the work around mm-hmm. or like what's the best way you can talk about it without like making it awkward at our age yeah i was actually just thinking about my siblings and them raising their kids and like i see some of it like what they're doing and it, it seems like a lot it seems awesome like it seems like their kids are going to be set up in a good way to like um, not feel ashamed about their bodies and their sexuality. And mm-hmm. so I think just like having those talks with kids, like even like really young, you know, like 
um, about their genitals or, you know, whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, helping them learn how to set boundaries, those things. So I think like there's hope for the future in that for sure. But now, yeah, we should talk about now how to have those conversations. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to hear from you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, the question is like currently within our mid singles age, like ward per se, Yeah. how do we have healthier conversations about sex? Yeah, and not like dancing around it or like thinking like, oh, this is like such a like a, an inappropriate conversation, but it's not really an inappropriate because everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. We're just not talking about it. We're addressing the Mm -hmm. elephant in the room. I had a thought. My initial thought is um, reframing sexuality is like beautiful and good. Like you have this like God-given body and gift. Um, so I think that's like a big step and that's something you can even talk about in church or whatever and it'd be totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think things like this are like a first step. Mm-hmm. I would say I always am a little bit more on the provocative side or inappropriate because I can't help it. So like <laughs> I notice it a lot more lately because um, I think in the mid-singles age, we were talking about this earlier, like the friend group that I'm running around with currently is like mm-hmm. a little bit different than the group that I was running around in last year mm-hmm. because yeah. people mm-hmm. are evolving, getting in relationships, doing different things, moving, yeah. moving. And so you're constantly gaining new connections and people are learning about you. Uh-huh. And so like, we'll play like, you know, like we have game nights, we do different uh-huh. things and yeah. like, you know, like you'll have to like, submit an answer you know to like a question and mine are always inappropriate yeah <laughs> and i love it so i you see people like oh my gosh like so uncomfortable <laughs> with it yeah. or like i'll you know bring up topics that are uncomfortable and you can see like some people are okay with it and some people aren't mm-hmm. and so this has been on my mind a lot lately like sometimes i feel like i have to like tone myself down but then other times I'm glad that I don't because mm-hmm. it leads to conversations like this mm-hmm. where I think people actually have a desire to talk about things, mm-hmm. but they don't know who to talk about it with. Absolutely. So I think yeah. the first step is like making sexuality like an okay thing. Uh-huh. Like I think it's okay to be like, uh-huh. I am like a Christian woman, but like uh-huh. I also am sexual. Uh-huh. Like I have a whole, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. my own sexuality that I can, mm-hmm. can talk about it is is helpful um i think just too like as you're getting together with friends or the talking about dating Mm -hmm. like i think as a friend like ask asking more questions like you know like Mm -hmm. what are you getting from this relationship Mm -hmm. like you know what's been hard for you what's been yeah like is it is this more like physical mental emotional like Mm -hmm. are these checking all of the boxes of everything you need and like a life partner yeah you know what i mean is this and i think just by digging into those things it opens up more opportunities Mm -hmm. to talk about things or have them Mm -hmm. i've had that happen with a lot of girlfriends who Mm -hmm. end up asking me like questions about sex because Mm -hmm. they haven't experienced it Mm -hmm. and i'm able to like give Mm -hmm. my perspective on like yeah like I mean, totally, I get it. Yeah, you've done that for me as I was, like, grappling with things. Oliver, too, I appreciate you both being open um, because I've been able to have, like, really productive conversations with both of you and then feel, Mm -hmm. like, better about moving forward and making, like, the choices I need to make. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, those conversations are so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing people you you can have those with. Yeah, yeah, but you have a lot of resources, too. Uh Like, you'll say things like, I'm listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. or reading this book, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to do that. that, too. Yeah. So I think being more... Open, and, open about yeah. that too. Yeah, for sure. I should share more on the singled in Instagram account and such. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Are there more? Are there other podcasts around mm-hmm. people our age around sexuality that There's are not, not like 
doctors or life coaches? Most of them are for married people trying to, like, figure out uh, different sex drives, things like that. And so there isn't a lot for singles, but, yeah, I would love to create more space for that, for sure. Yeah, this is definitely a, what's the word, a niche? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But even the married podcasts that talk uh-huh. about intimacy, I think, is super helpful, it is helpful. as a single person mm-hmm. because I think because yeah. you've yet to experience, you're not aware of it, um, uh-huh. you don't even know how to communicate about sex. Yeah. So I think it's fascinating once you get married and you're in a sexual relationship. Yeah those podcasts are super uh-huh. helpful. Like if I knew some of those things before uh-huh. getting married, yeah, it might've helped tremendously, mm-hmm. tremendously. And honestly, there's so mm-hmm. many, like mm-hmm. aren't single people, like the, the largest bodied mm-hmm. group now within the church. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the divorced people mm-hmm. that you will talk with, will mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. intimacy being a huge struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely a need, but mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. are good for single people as well. Yeah, yeah, the issues are the same, and this is something we talked about before we started recording about how, um, obviously, getting married doesn't solve everything. Like, um, and so these principles that we're like figuring out and working through now, like our values and what's important to us, communication, you know, all those things are for sure gonna like apply in a marriage, and it's not gonna always be like smooth sailing where we're always like getting our needs met that way or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot to like continue to work through. So it's just uh, developing those skills along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, like I do like that. Yeah. Find people that you can be open and honest with, mm-hmm. and then find out, out outside resources mm-hmm. that are helpful. Mm-hmm. That brings me back to a point that you touched on, which I think can be talked about a lot, a lot more, and we just, like, you barely touched on it, but I think that there's some topic that could be for a later time, too, mm-hmm. but, um, like, you ma- masturbation and, mm-hmm. like, self-care, mm-hmm. I think, is a huge topic within our age frame mm-hmm. that is, like, so taboo that people mm-hmm. don't talk about. Like, when, yeah. when did you come to a point where you were comfortable mm-hmm. being, like, actually, I'm okay with this? It was, uh, I think, like, every therapist in or out of the church will be supportive of it, <laughs> um, or at least the ones I've encountered, but also just talking to friends and being like, oh, my sex drive is kind of high, and it wasn't even friends in the church, but I think I had to work through some shame with that, for sure, but right. oh, yeah. were, like, That's en- encouraging like, about <clears throat> it, but therapy helped to work through the shame, for sure, just getting validated by a professional, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was really helpful. <laughs> I will say yeah. there was a member in the church, not anyone that we know, but there was a member, there is a member of the church who said, who made the comment like, man, like if you are expected to live like a single celibate life, uh-huh. I think the least you should be able to do is like masturbate. Yeah. I like that's the least you should be able to do. Yeah. Because like being celibate for uh-huh. the rest of your life is hard. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Well, I just think mm-hmm. to that point too, mm-hmm. like what helps you live a chaste life, mm-hmm. honestly, like it, I think that that's a big part of it too. Yeah. And then it's like yeah. understanding that like, a, understanding how your body works uh-huh. as a woman, right? Because, yeah. like, we don't get a lot from sex in general. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's... Guys are like, this is great. Yeah. And my first time like, was like, that's it. Like, yeah. that's what I waited my entire life for. <laughs> yeah. Like, was, and then pretending, like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, because yeah. I didn't know anything about my own body. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but now as a single person, mm-hmm. it's like, I... You do still have, like, those mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. and this drive. Mm-hmm where sometimes we don't make the best decisions because mm-hmm. we do have a lot of hormones and we're like, yeah, yeah like I haven't had any action for a while. You're looking great. Yeah. Oh, for, for like- sure. That was a thing for me is just like making out with everyone. 
not that I was totally doing that, but listen, I support yeah. you. I think <laughs> yeah. you have to kiss a lot of different yeah. people. But I feel like that has for sure helped with that, just so I make better dating decisions. Me too. Like mm. it, that keeps yeah. me honestly like yeah. living a more chaste life is like, you know, like yeah. because I yeah have other avenues yeah that I don't personally feel shamed about. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like I'm going to tell everyone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I still well, I feel shame about it. Everyone, but like, <laughs> yeah. But we it's are not, now. Like, it's not like a conversation that I would just go up to you and be like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> What's your stance on masturbating? Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I still like feel scared about talking about it on the podcast. Absolutely. I think it, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think yes. I'm ready like, yeah, we, yeah. to talk about it. We're going to get so many <laughs> comments <laughs> from this episode and I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> if you have opinions... We can talk, I guess. <laughs> well, the, here's the thing, though, is, like, everybody is always going to, everyone's always going to have an opinion, yep. so you're never going to be able to appease everyone. No. So that's why I think mm-hmm. when it comes to those those things, like, I, I, that I just always keep going back to, like, my relationship with my Savior at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the most important mm-hmm. relationship to me, mm-hmm. and if I'm good with God, mm-hmm. and I feel good about who I am, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can answer you know, the questions per se, like for mm-hmm. my temple recommend, right? Mm-hmm. Like then I'm good with like, like who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can, it's okay if mm-hmm. there's always going to be haters. It's okay if you don't mm-hmm. agree with me per se, and mm-hmm. you need to live your life. What's best for you. But I do think that there's power in like knowing that you're not alone mm-hmm. and that there are different mm-hmm. needs that we have as individuals mm-hmm. um, and healthier Mm-hmm. habits mm-hmm. and avenues and resources mm-hmm. that we can utilize to make na- the navigating mm-hmm. um, easier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I like, like that. That's yeah. a great place to end on, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I can just talk forever. This is no. so fun. I'm like, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's keep night. going. I've loved everything you said. Yeah. We could do a part two. <laughs> we yeah. should do a part two. We'll bring you back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be our yeah. first part two. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Or we can yeah. talk about something else. Obviously no, Chelsea's I, very multifaceted and has lots of interesting things to There is more to me to than say. just sex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Chelsea's awesome. <laughs> Very capable. Yes. <laughs> and a good friend. <laughs> right, yes. I will I say. I appreciate you guys inviting me, honestly. It's like oh, of very course. Yeah. And it, yeah, oh, this okay. has been great. Yes. I've learned a lot from both of you. Yes. I know I talk a lot, but you have also like taught me <laughs> yeah. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one of the things that me and Lindsay talked about. I was like, we wanted you specifically because you are like so open and honest about uh-huh. like a- every conversation, not just like this, but just like any conversation. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, we need to have someone who's going to be open and honest about this. Mm-hmm. Let's you. get Chelsea on here. Yeah. And I love the perspective you brought because we're both never married. So it's different. And so, yeah, yeah it, I really appreciate your perspective on it and like, yeah, what it all, what it looks like, what, what some of the implications are. And like, yeah, it's, it's really helpful as we like move forward and make decisions that make sense for our lives and just try to do our best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're all trying. Life is fascinating, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can honestly tell you, I never thought I would be 37 divorced. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. About trying to live a chase life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so all interesting the when you look back, but for sure. What I appreciate about the both of you is like, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast so much because mm-hmm. you're talking about so many different things that I think are necessary that, that we don't always talk about. Mm-hmm. And I know there's probably people that mm-hmm. need resources and information or Absolutely. have these things that mm-hmm. they want to talk about 
that might not be comfortable in asking, even mm-hmm. just within the even just within the realm mm-hmm. of just our our single friends here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you can create a space mm-hmm. of enlightenment or mm-hmm. education for just a few, mm-hmm. I just think that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that you guys even are like, yeah, I'm gonna start a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's wonderful. So I'm just like um, happy to, happy to be here and like be a part of it. And it's mm-hmm. so great to like watch people get so excited over the episodes that you're doing and like Aww, I, love you guys should feel like rock stars because like there's so many people are like did you listen to the podcast and I'm like yes I did <laughs> oh I love that um yeah so I think I mean yeah so knowledge is power and mm-hmm. that that's what you say and I think that came from Schoolhouse Rock but, I was gonna know, say yeah great movie. knowledge is power yeah <laughs> but yeah so good yeah so thank you for having me uh, uh, you're welcome and thank you I feel like I have a lot of questions about like decisions or things going on in my life, but the podcast is one thing where I'm like, I feel great about it. It's just good. <laughs> I can just enjoy it and feel good about it. Yeah, I agree. And it's just fun, you yeah. know? It is. Yeah. It, it actually is. Fun. Yeah, we're having a great time with it. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks again.